Hello, good people. You are listening to Feel Free to Deviate, the podcast about people, their careers, and their relationships with success. My name is Jim Turbert, and I'm the host. This episode is the follow-up, or the sequel, to episode 40, which was a revisitation of a month-long blog that I wrote during the final 26 days of my 20s back in 2005. That's why it's called 26 Days. Clever, right? If you haven't listened to episode 40 yet, you should do that now. If you don't, this episode won't make much sense because it's all about context. Frequent Feel Free to Deviate collaborator Ed Mubarak joins me and we discuss the blog posts and how points of view may or may not change over time. There are also a few deviations along the way. It was fun and I hope you agree. I'm feeling a little stuffed up today, but you won't hear that in the episode because it was recorded a few days ago. So get a beverage, settle in, or, or get ready in whatever way you see fit. This is part two of 26 Days. So you wanted to do uh, 45 minutes on each individual blog post, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the, the posts are deserving of such attention. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is important work we're doing here. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So what do, you, what do you got? What are we doing today? <laughs> uh it's a good good question how do i start this thing um i'll probably say this in an intro but if you haven't listened to part one of this episode i suggest doing that first because it's not going to make much sense otherwise that's true in the intro to part one of this episode i said that i was surprised how little i've changed um and you know that's that's not entirely true because it's been 17 years and of course i've changed but I think there are definitely uh, there's definitely them thematic coherence. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. There are a lot of key aspects of of my personality that are the same today as they were then. For instance, I still like uh, eating out. I still like being a regular at restaurants and cafes, and I, and I enjoy a good discount. Absolutely, and girly milkshakes. Girly milkshakes. Yeah. That's, I say uh, I call it a girly milkshake because it came in a tulip glass or a, I don't know if it's a tulip glass. It flares out at the top. Is that a tulip glass? Uh, -huh. uh yeah. 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 And it was topped with whipped cream and sprinkled with pistachio nuts. <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's definitely not a manly drink. What is a manly drink? I, I whiskey, I guess. Beer may may women not drink manly drinks and remain womanly. It's you know I, I drink coffee yeah. now though, so like that's kind of man. I know you are you are more of a man now for <laughs> drinking coffee. <laughs> I'll I'll really get my man card once I start appreciating whiskey. <laughs> I was thinking the other day. I forget if it was before I talked to you yesterday or after about you getting wasted at Jason's house in New Milford. Yeah. And that's the only time I've seen you drunk. I don't know why I was thinking of it. That was on my 21st birthday. Wow. Yeah. I've known you for like 32 years. I know. It's crazy. It's nuts. That's bonkers, dude. I would also like to point out that I wondered aloud in, in well, I guess I was writing, if 30-year-olds still use the word rad. And I can say that as a 47-year-old, I, st I still use the word rad. I absolutely use the word it's rad. It's great. <laughs> It's not careless. Like it, it's different than like awesome. It's different than wicked. Yeah. And it really has very little to do with the actual meaning of the word radical. I mean, you can use it yeah. properly, but that's not how I use it generally. No, for sure. Actually, I, 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 you just gave me a memory. Like when we left, Kelly and I and a friend of ours saw uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Oh, yeah. I've heard the that's animated good. one. 
when we walked out, I exclaimed to both of them, yo, that was rad. Because <laughs> it is. It's just super. You should, you should absolutely watch yeah, it. Yeah, well, I've got it because I figured the kids might want to watch it. Yeah. But Yoris, the DJ guy who was on the show a couple episodes ago, uh, he, yeah, his kids really like it. Do you call him ever when you see him? Do you just go, Yoris the spider? Da, 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 da. Maybe I should. I'm sure he would love that. I'm sure he would totally love that. <laughs> Who wouldn't? <laughs> um, we saw, this is a digression, but we saw Nope a couple nights ago. Okay. Have you seen I it? I have not. I, it's, it's, on, it's in the queue. It's really, it's really good. I really liked it. But like, I don't usually say this. I feel like I need to watch it again. There's like some components that are obviously related, but it's not clear exactly how. And it's, it's very interesting. All right. Do you like his other movies? Uh, yeah, yeah. What I saw, what is the big one? The big, the first one that everybody get out. Yeah. I saw get out and I saw the, the one where there's like zombie clone people. Is that what they are? I haven't seen us cause I've kind of been too afraid to, which is just like pathetic on my part. It's, it's also cool. <laughs> it's not, I don't, I don't think it's quite as impactful, but it's still great. I would, I, I would watch it again. That was film corner two enthusiastic thumbs up but we're not talking about movies today we're here to talk about the movie of your mind's eye this is being released on the 26th day of january which right. which is just actually just a coincidence <laughs> it was a happy coincidence i thought oh wow this really works uh, right. I, I guess i just kind of wanted to review what was said in the last one and sort of put things into some kind of context I was hoping to come up with some sort of juicy insight, but I, I actually don't think I have any. Well, what, what's a non-juicy insight? Like, what did you think, like, looking back at that stuff? Where did it put you in your head? All right, I have a, I have a couple things here on my list of, of, of things that it made me think about. It, it Well, it made me smile a lot. Like, like I, I, mm -hmm. I truly enjoyed uh, one of the posts I talked about just like, oh, my day was really busy today. And I just sort of casually went over some of the aspects of my work day around Christmas at working at a college. And yeah, it made me smile. It, 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 it made me miss that. I, I think that was mm -hmm. a, that was a good place and a good time for me. And, uh, as annoying as it was occasionally there, there were a lot of good times. And I also think that the end of the semester is always, uh, yeah, it's a weighted time. You know, you have you know, holidays coming up. You've, you've got expectations. You've also got a lot of, you know, uh, you're looking forward to not being there. <laughs> um, there's definitely like, there's definitely like a connection to like the passage of time and the years at schools that like, I think as an adult, you just, you miss out on. Yeah. You know, there's kind of a, it's a marking of time and also a nostalgia about past time. It, you know, I don't know. I was just remembering like being at, whatever UMass on the last day of school yeah. or, and or, there's a flavor to it. Exactly. And, and I got to extend that a little bit by working at a school for what, <laughs> for seven years. <laughs> Hard to believe that one of us would extend aspects of childhood. <laughs> Which is basically what this podcast is about, right? <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Good episode. See you later. <laughs> My first note is like, oh, I didn't know Jim had blogs. Uh, you didn't? I actually didn't. I wasn't. I did. I was just like not in touch with anybody ever then. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I remember uh, my most. This is weird. My most prominent like you in Boston memory is tying ropes around a couch <laughs> and like winching it up to the, your second floor balcony. That was the Boylston Street apartment. Yeah. That place is cool. I like that. That was also the first apartment where I ever heard the Dirty Three. 
Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense because I that's I discovered them when I lived in that house. Like when I heard, like the first time I heard them, I was like, like that band specifically. I was like, this is the music I've been like searching for my entire life. <laughs> I just didn't know that that's what I was searching for. Yeah. Like the second I heard it, I was just like, oh, this this is it. Yeah, I may listen to it after we finish here. Anyway, some of the things that I was thinking about the importance of titles, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. also the mm-hmm. unimportance of titles, uh, because I. I sincerely believe they are both important and unimportant. And there's definitely, sorry to interrupt you, there's definitely in those blog posts, and I think also in your current project, there's like that rejection and also need for title stuff, recognition stuff, yes. success stuff, you know, and it's, and it's, you don't want to want it, but you do want it clearly. Yes. But you're embarrassed that you do. I begrudgingly accept it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and it reminds me of, uh, my friend Scott, when he went to graduate school for photography, I remember having a conversation with him. I can't remember if it was while he was at school or after he got back from school. I remember Scott going off about the importance of titles and how they can be long as long as they're specific and as long as they mean what you want them to believe. Or like it's almost it's almost more important than the artwork, which I'm not sure I agree with. But it made me think about titles because up until that point, <laughs> I was always just calling everything untitled. <laughs> right. I think that that take of Scott's is preposterous, but like, I don't, I don't, I'll bet if I asked him, if you asked him, he wouldn't say that, that he believes that the titles are more important than they are. Cause that's just ridiculous. Yeah, but uh, may, may, I, I mean, I don't remember if he actually said that, but that like yeah. the, but, <laughs> but the, the gist of the conversation was that the, the titles were, were very important. And I yeah. actually had never even considered that possibility until we had that conversation because I just didn't care about titles. And then there was this post about me sort of making fun of Marlene for not liking to hear that she was working for the interior designer. And, and I, and I understand that because it, it, it's much, it's much more than interior design, what, what she does and what she did even then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just some, it's just something different. It's, it's much more involved. It's, it's just something else. And I, I guess people want that specificity, but they also want this recognition. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of, <laughs> It kind of does like sum up the project of the the feel free pod because it's like it doesn't matter, but it does. It's it, you know, it's just like why does it matter? It's like because it because it's part of your identity. Should it be part of your identity? Wildly debatable. Wildly right? debatable. <laughs> yeah, um, indeed. Per, the uh, the unfortunate thing is that we live in a society that makes us need to have that sort of identity. I guess. Yeah. But that's you know. Well. It's not really need. It's just, well, I don't know. I I think that we've lost a lot of sociality. We've lost a lot of culture. We've lost a lot of ways to have commonality and community. And so, you know, there's like, you're really into headphones. You're like a headphone guy. That's, part, that's part of your community slash identity. It's not, you know, I... Uh, like we all know people that are like Disney people. We all know people <laughs> that are like Star Wars people. We all know people that like you know, super into their jobs. We all know people that are in super into knowing about the newest restaurants. It's like a lot of the traditional modes of community having are gone. And like a lot of those modes were repressive ultimately, but they haven't been replaced necessarily by what you or I may think are like healthy tendencies. Hmm. There's like the person that's like the walking encyclopedia about music, mm-hmm. right? That is without a doubt an identity, like an endeavor that one undertakes 
to think of themselves a certain way. Certainly. Takes a lot of work you know? too. Absolutely. Not always going to win the crowd over though. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. And then as far as like job titles, it's, I don't know, man, uh, you, you were, you were making me remember like when I kind of first was in Los Angeles and like hanging out with Kelly's friends and friends of Kelly's friends and like, they do that, you know, they're this kind of artist. They, they, uh, you know, digital asset manager for film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, you know, teacher at university, this thing, that thing. And, you know, it's like, I work in a bagel shop, man. So it's like, there's no, <laughs> you know, so in that moment, and like, I shouldn't, I think we talked about this on the pod before. It's I'm like, sure. that shouldn't bother me, but it does, you know, sure, it's not, just yeah. like, I look, I feel like a loser. You know? Right. Well, I mean, I, even if it doesn't, even if you don't feel like a loser about it, you end up thinking about the other person's perception and then yeah. are you presented well, with th the option of like trying to impress them and convince them that you're not a lowly bagel salesman? <laughs> then, then, then what? And then you just seem like you're trying real hard. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm making this up, but like, I think I mean this honestly, like it's less about what they think of me and more about me in that moment, like looking back at my whole life and being like, God damn, what, <laughs> what? my what God, I, what, what am I doing, done? man? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> just like, oh, geez. Like, I'm just as smart as all these people. Yeah. That, like, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but you know, it kind of what got me to where I am was like some of the things that you were talking about in your blog posts where it's like you're 28, 29, 30. It's like, I want some money, man. And so like I waited tables cause I could make full-time money with part-time hours. Exactly. Like I was working 28, 28 hours a week, 24 hours a week. And I was making, you know, when I was 28, this is before the 08 crash and all that stuff. I was like 28, 29. I was making like almost 40 grand a year waiting tables. Right on. Which is sick, dude. Yeah. I mean, I wasted it all, but like, <laughs> of but it course was awesome. you did. Yeah, but it was awesome. And I kept doing, and then, you know, you get to a certain age and then like, that's the only skill you have and you can move to whatever town and just do that. And then you get to the point where you don't want to do it anymore. And you're like, Ooh, now, now what do I do? <laughs> that's me personally. You know, whenever I had a waiting job, I would wait for a year and then I'd get mm -hmm. just, I would, just, I was just done with it. I would do anything else. And then I'd be like, yeah, well, it's like, you know, good money. And then I would do it again. Yeah. There's a certain, um, Sisyphean nature to it where it's just like you go and you bring the people the food and then like the next night the people come and you bring them their food and the next night the people come and you bring <laughs> yeah, them the food. Well, it's like it never I know. And that's why it's people always have different nightmares but it's never about different. It. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly still gets server dreams actually. I haven't had one like every for, once in a while. For eons, thankfully. But I used to get yeah. them all the time. It was crazy. Yeah. No, so I did that for fifteen years, man. Yeah. That's, that's a the long only time. job I had. It was a long time, yeah. Well, my, my, my official title now is unemployed guy, but I think I told you the other day, I'm going to start, instead of referring to myself as being unemployed, I'm going to start calling myself unpaid. Unpaid. <laughs> you should just say that you're voluntarily, uh, helping the labor market for other people. You're <laughs> yeah. just pitching it. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> just, I'm just keeping part. a spot open for, for someone who really needs it. <laughs> Oh, it's it's totally. a, yeah it's uh oh my God. it's good you know it's funny when you were just in the blog and just now when you're talking about that job at wellesley and i know we've talked about it before how it kind of was not ideal the way it ended for you no there, it was I, I was really sick of it. i was there for seven years i i, I yeah. yeah but had you i think had you stayed in that uh 
in that environment doing that sort of thing, I think you'd probably have a different vibe about yourself. Yeah, well, maybe. I'm not sure. I, I remember having a conversation with um, a woman named Rebecca who worked there, and she was also in in the IT department, and she, I, I think she started before me. We were probably about the same age. Maybe she was a little bit younger, but we were sitting in her office because she was kind of on the, like, I'm trying to move up the ranks track, and we were discussing mm-hmm. how th- that's that's kind of the only like I talked to I talk, I referred to my job as being a dead end job because it it really was a dead end job unless you yeah. the only way to move up is to like become a manager of this that or the other thing but then you forego all the stuff that that you're doing which I wanted to be in the art department I wanted to work with that group of students I wanted to manage the dark room I th- th- those are the things I wanted to do at the same time, I also wanted to, to earn more money <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. but there was no track for that. It's, it, it mm-hmm. just, no matter how skilled I was or no ma- matter how much I knew or how valuable I was, it didn't, it doesn't matter for the job market. The only way to, to move up in, in that particular world is to become more and more managerial. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. And we were just, just, and she was just like, yeah, I mean, I understand. Cause we, we were talking about myself and like the computer guys and like, yeah, technically one of them was a manager, but it's like this, like three dudes installing computers. Well, it, it's like, it's patently ridiculous too, because like the skills that make a good manager are not the skills that get you promoted to manage. It's like, if you're the IT guy in the art department and it's like, Jim knows so much about the art department's IT, let's put him in charge of people. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's stupid. It's stupid in restaurants too. (laughs) You know, like the person who's like the best server gets asked at some point to like, have you ever thought about managing? And it's like, why would you do that? They're different skill sets. Yeah, I thought about it and it seems like it probably sucks. (laughs) Managing a restaurant is awful. I can't imagine how, it must be horrible. You're, You're just caught between so many unwinnable, you know, like my, when I was managing places, it was like, I'm very staff oriented. Like I want to do what's right for the staff because nobody's ever really looking out for them. Right. And then you get pinched between them and the owners who usually want you to do what ends up being worse for the staff so that they can make like an extra nickel or some shit. Yeah. It blows when it goes well, nobody notices, nobody cares when it goes bad, you know, everything's your fault. And it, and it often is cause you just can't, you can't satisfy any party that you're there trying to, trying to serve, Yeah, you know? So but hey, at least you don't have server dreams. You still, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not good work. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess the, the the point is that I I think I still feel the same way about that sort of thing, and maybe that's just because yeah. I realized or I I developed my uh, idea about how these things worked at that particular point in my life, and I it hasn't really changed much. <laughs> Well, like the way things work hasn't changed. It's not, it's not just your point of view. Like, right. You know, it's just actually, actually, if anything, it, it's more that way than it was then. Cause it's, you know, we're deeper into whatever, you know, call it neoliberalism, call it what, what you want, but like we're deeper into that than we were 20 ish years ago. Right. You know, it's progressed. It's become more, uh, more the unquestioned reality of people's, you know, work lives or economic lives or what have you. And it really kind of, <laughs> I don't know. It like it's infuriating, but it does sort of make sense. It's like if you want to get paid that money, 
you got to suck some eggs, man. <laughs> like, like what are you, like you're getting paid, I guess, to absorb someone else's garbage, right? It's like, so I, I guess it's worth it for someone to give you that extra money. Um, I don't like it, but, um, you know, nor do I. And yeah, I just yeah. don't like, yeah, I just don't really have any desire to be middle management. And, uh, I mean, you see it, at, you see it in all different things, like where Mar in some of the offices that Marlene used to work at before she w started working for herself, the project leaders and all these other positions that weren't the actual designers were, yeah, like the, 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 the pay imbalance is extreme. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're the ones that are basically making the whole thing run and nobody gives a shit. Exactly. You know, it's like, they're not, they're not the star. They don't, they don't have the ideas. They don't, you know. Well, some of them do. Um, that's the thing. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, I know. Sometimes yeah. they do. I mean, sometimes they're just like, they're, they're just absorbing somebody else's ideas, but sometimes like they are part of the, the, the pitching process. And then like all right. those things just get thrown into a pool yeah. and it doesn't matter if it's your idea or somebody else's, it becomes the project leader's idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 anyway it can it can be frustrating it's nice to be recognized for things and it's it's funny to see like uh you know i made a list of things that i i wanted for my birthday and, and one of the items on the list was recognition for something yes i, I made a note of that make it recognition for something anything everything and <laughs> it was it was notable that you did not know what you wanted to be recognized for. <laughs> well i mean i i have been recognized for some things over the course of my life and it and it feels good when it happens it just doesn't happen very much and right now it's it's like i'm i'm painfully confronted with not being recognized for yeah like basically a, a lifetime of work and yeah i just don't, i don't know i don't know what to make of that it's very confusing this is my midlife crisis um mm. and also it's funny that like the first thing i talk about is financial security and um and i mention a trust fund which is financial security um mm -hmm which is again it's it's like the the search for recognition it's it's a kind of thing where i don't want to be i don't want to be obsessed with that yet i'm sort of obsessed with that because uh, culturally i'm supposed to be obsessed with that and and it's working and i don't really know any other way to live i i, I just i think about it i'm i i don't like i don't like uh the the uncertainty of 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 everything and well i think the 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 trust fund if you had one right mm -hmm. mitigates the need for recognition because the recognition is the sign that you're going to get the money like it's it's you know like you I, know, I guess I, I, yeah. this this is me i mean you may you may perceive this differently than i do like like dude if i had infinite money like i don't need to care what anybody thinks about anything because i'm not because i don't need anything from anybody you know no i suppose not um so i think they're kind of like they're definitely connected but like you know, had you more money, you would feel less need, less, less desire for recognition, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need your stinking recognition. And your recognition or your money, fool. <laughs> um, yeah, man, you know, the uh, basic, basic needs being met would certainly change things for a lot of people. Right? Sure. Well, that's number two on my list was a sweet place to live and work, which I, I guess I kind of have. I have. I mean, I don't know how sweet it is, but it's pretty good. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Um, could be a lot worse. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and you were in Boston then, which is also pretty. It's pretty okay. Rad, it's pretty okay. As the, as the old kids say. Yeah. In, indeed. And, and also, I, I mean, I don't really, 
I don't particularly want a, a Technica five right now, which is a fancy four by five camera. Um, <laughs> I, I have a nice four by five camera that is not a Technica five and I almost never use it, but I also have a fancy, uh, Sony camera that I use re regularly and it's great. Yeah. And you could think of uh, number seven on my list was a lengthy sabbatical to work on whatever I wanted. And you can think of this uh, period of, uh, I'm not going to call it unemployment. I'm going to call it <laughs> this unpaid period as it's sort of like a lengthy sabbatical, right? So I'm sort of living the dream. <laughs> you kind of are. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh man and number yeah, eight you... number eight on the list was mad skills and i i mean i don't want to toot my own horn but i have some skills and you have some mad skills I, I, you are the best nobody seems to value the them anymore but i have a long list of skills and yes number nine on the list was a big display for my computer and right now i'm looking at a 27 inch imac that's a big display that's a big display yeah 5k y'all you did it. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> and it only took 17 years. Um, <laughs> it's so weird, man. I think like, do you think that like 29 year old you would think that you're a square um, right now? I think that 29 year old me would be okay with me. I, I don't know if, if we would like, if, if 29 year old me would want to hang out with me, but <laughs> but I don't yeah. think that 29 year old me would, would actively dislike me. No. Well, there's, there's so little to dislike. I, I'm a pretty likable guy. You are when all is, all is said and done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man, I don't know. 20, I think that 29 year old me really probably could not have fathomed the idea of being 46 year old me. No, for sure. You know, I think I only, I think I only realized that I was someday going to be old, like a couple of years ago. Right. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> once you were actually kind of old, <laughs> I was starting to get old. And I'm just like, oh man, I'm going to be like 70 hypothetically. Yeah, dude, I'm, gonna I just turned awful. 47, man. I'm like, I'm on the, I'm knocking on 50s door and I and I need to get a pair of glasses. Oh, are you for distance or for distance? Ouch. Yeah. And also for reading, but <laughs> I should probably get some reading glasses at some point, but I, I believe in my mind. I keep telling myself and Kelly that like, if I just start reading again, my eyesight will get better again. It probably won't. It probably will not. I know, but I'm going to keep telling myself that. Another note I had is that Bono definitely is palpus. Yeah. That doesn't even seem like a conversation to me. No, exactly. That's what, when, when I remember her saying it, I was just completely confused. I was just like, <laughs> what, like, what do you mean? You like, I, I know where you're coming from, but like, he, it's just a fact. Like, that's what he is. Yeah. There's yes. no way around He's it. a helpful guy. I'm not knocking bottom. Like, he does a lot of great stuff. <laughs> I, he could, he could, he could be a lot worse, but he's definitely he pompous. Worse, but he's definitely pompous. Like, I'd rather have, I'd rather have pompous Bono in the world doing the things that he does than non-pompous Bono not doing those things. Word up. Exactly. Exactly. But, but, you know, and I guess, you know, if you're, if you want to be a... A vocal cheerleader for for economic justice you got to uh you got to put yourself out there yeah yeah you it's, pop it's, it up it's a just bit. like being a part at this show like you, you know like the show was amazing <laughs> yeah like the stage was ridiculous the when lights this, were amazing was this like in like oh five you saw them uh yeah i guess it must have been and and it i don't remember what which tour it was but it was crazy like it yeah, was yeah. 
I remember when it started, I, I said to Marlene, and I don't even think I was joking. I said, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like, it was it was insane. Like it was designed by a genius to elicit an emotional reaction. And I totally reacted emotionally because yeah. it was awesome. And, yeah. you know, that was just the beginning. And like they had these crazy things hanging down that were like pixelized video screens but they were actually just giant orbs it was really cool and this was at a time when that stuff was really cutting edge i'm sure it's more commonplace now if you go to big blockbuster shows like that which i, I don't really but um i i guess it's just like sort of the, the hypocrisy of it like we talk about the the homeless guy named dave outside the show that everyone you know we're Bono's asking you to text for world to solve world hunger. And there's a dude outside yeah. begging with a sign in the freezing cold Massachusetts winter. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Dude, it's, it's just, crazy, man. It's, it's, I, I, you know, um, one of the movie pods I listen to is based here in Los Angeles. And like, so they, you know, they talk about like what stuff costs to get made and yada, yada, yada. And like $70 million to make, a movie that might or might not be good. Yeah. And like everyone in this town like steps over homeless people every fucking day. Exactly. You know, and it's just like it is And it's like and I'm not saying that I'm better grotesque. than that. Like I like no, I no. walk by this homeless guys at the grocery store all the time. I like first of all, I don't even carry money with me anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Second of all, I just like I'm typically in a hurry and I understand it's hard. Like you get numb to this sort of thing. And yeah. Well, but, but the, but the trick is though, is like the, the, you know, the, the capitalists or the system or whatever has like tricked you into thinking that you individually can and should do something about it. Well, that's the big trick, right? It's like the oil company the telling you that you, you, these are things you can do to save the environment. Right. Like, like what, the what state you, of California telling us to save water. It's just like, like yo, man, oh, really? you know who uses the most water in California? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, this one's on me. I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah. No, like recycling, like all that stuff. It's like, and, and, and like, yeah, you should do what you can do, but it's of course. like, you need, we need like systemic change to fix those things. And Agreed. Like no one person. Um, yeah, no one person can do it. Not even Bono. Not even Bono. The Not cock even of Bono, the roost. Man. Like Bono, you know, Bono should be out there asking whatever government in whatever country he lives in to tax him more and to spend that money more effectively. But other than that, <laughs> you know. I am positive he's paying the least taxes he can possibly pay. Yeah. Um, Which, fair enough, man. I would too. I would too. I can't say that. I can't say that I'd be any different. But it's just that you shouldn't really have the option. <laughs> you, know, it's like, you should just like. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, Bono was pompous, and uh, you know he does. He uses his powers for good, kind of. We guess. Yeah. I guess. Hell um, of a singer, though. I think he is. I think he has become. Maybe not. Maybe this is just in certain circles, like hipsters and stuff. But like, I think he's become kind of underrated as like just a rock singer. Uh, I mean, like that dude belts. Yeah, he does. It's really it's kind of hard to 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 deny the pipes, whether you like him or not. Yeah, or whether you think you two is cool or not. I, I I actually hear a lot of people dissing um the Edge. I think the Edge is cool. Like, dude, the Edge is amazing. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, who would diss the Edge? I'll bet I'll bet sixteen year old me dissed the edge. Maybe, but like, probably oh, that not. I don't so know. Easy. Like, I 
I think the edge is cool. I've always thought the edge was cool. And I, I think that he's, Hey, he's just a, I think he's a creative guitar player. Um, and you always know it's him and yeah, you can't say that about a lot of guys. And yeah, I understand like what, what, oh, he's just a, he's just a clanger. (laughs) A clanger? Yeah. Like, oh my God. Cause he always does this like strummy rhythm thing. Um, and and he does. (laughs) Yeah. No, he does. He's got the delay thing. He does. And it's awesome. And, uh, but he's also not, he's not, I mean, the last U2 album with which I am familiar, I think is. Is Europa an album? What's the one with Lemon on it? Uh, pro- probably Zuropa or uh, the, the was the T something TV or it's probably Zoo the TV last or one. I don't know what. Yeah, you know. yeah, but like he's not like a one trick, just delay quarter note delay guy. He's like like dude, the guitar tones on Octune Baby. I know are so it's so good. Sick. I know and they're all different. Every song like he doesn't he doesn't just dial it in like which is also cool like dial it in and play your songs. But like they're all different and it's it's the edge is great. Yeah, he what is. And about? he plays <laughs> he and I mean not only is he like creating his own sound and and, and being creative with effects, he plays for the song. Like he he's not yes. like he's not like out there like he's not Peter Frampton. He's not he, I mean, whatever. Peter Frampton's <laughs> great too. But <laughs> <laughs> he will he he wants he just wants to show you the way dude he does and he does and i feel like he does <laughs> <laughs> i feel like he does that's that song's awesome I get it's so, so stoked good. every time i hear that song <laughs> um, <laughs> it just makes me feel like do i remember like the first, like driving it like <sighs> I must have been in like a car with my dad and it was dark out uh-huh. and like the talk box solo starts and I'm just oh, like, it's so good. are you kidding me? <laughs> this is insane. I never heard anything like that. <laughs> it's funny though that you say driving in the dark because I have so many, I have so many early music memories like that. Like the mm-hmm. song Riders on the Storm mm, is, yeah. is deeply embedded in in me from my childhood from being yep. on the radio falling asleep in the back of the car yeah like wow. when when i was a child it was yeah i mean it's it's deep stuff it is really like long before i ever i i, I think you you know that i like the doors and and i really like that song but it's always been with me i can't even yeah i can't even really remember not having that song with me <laughs> mm-hmm. no I, it's it's very strange man there's like certain just you talking now there's like i don't even know whose song it is but like there's this like 80s pop song that like every time i hear it i remember being on the highway between boston and connecticut because yeah. we were like coming back from a red sox game or something it's just nice. like completely random but it's like i remember like that song with that strip of highway it's, and i've heard it like many times since then obviously but like it's just weird the connection of roads and music is great. Powerful stuff, man. And that might Powerful be why you stuff. like the Dirty Three. I feel like the Dirty Three, every song is a voyage. Oh, for sure. For sure. Whether yeah. by car or by boat or by... <laughs> I love, I could, I like, I don't want to overanalyze the Dirty Three, but like there's something <laughs> very, <laughs> there's something to like, like the repetition of it. There's very, like, it's, it's simple. But it's, you know, it's like, it's simple. The materials are simple, but the texture is not. No. 
Also, Jim White is just like yeah. The he's my favorite drummer. I know, ever. just he's super good. Yeah, we saw <laughs> that him. guy knows what he's doing. That guy knows what he's doing. We saw him live. He figured it out um, in a pretty small room here in here in town. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great. He's just like because you know he does all like the the jingle jangle clickety clacks and like he's another guy that like totally is always playing for the song even when he's just like doing crazy stuff. Um. But then also, like, when he lays in, he's just like, dude, his kick foot is like thunder, dude. It's just, that guy's so great. Word to your moms. We are deviating a bit. We are, yes, I feel like we started. You should, you told me you had an outline. You should send me that next time and I can help you it's stay. It's not really an outline. It's more just like uh, notes about each of the posts. Uh, oh, yeah. Brief notes about each of the posts. Well, so we're done with the first post now. We'll do the next episode now. <laughs> next. <laughs> no, I, we're going to wrap this up soon because it's it's, yeah. it's already longer than, it's already longer than I expected it to be. For sure. I don't know how much of this I'm going to cut out. Um, probably not much. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not super interested in doing an extensive amount of editing. Um, it's all gold, bro. Yeah. People, I, I don't want to drive my audience away. Guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to go real quick and we can, we can come back to that sweet potato <clears throat> pie. Still never had it. Still intend to make it someday. Still believe that desserts yield great power. Desserts do sweet potato pie. Not interested. That's no, just me why personally. not? Uh, just not interested. Don't really care for. That form of potato, certainly don't care for it in pie form. Okay. Uh, I don't even know how to respond to that. That is an unpopular take. I know in general people prefer sweet potato pie to pumpkin pie. I think pumpkin pie is better. I can't speak to that, but I can can tell you that pumpkin pie is by far one of my favorites. And I I think I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it's it's, uh, it's, uh, um, one of the few foodstuffs in... That that can be considered truly American. I believe that that I believe that that is a like a new world, a new world uh, crop, the pumpkin. Or maybe I'm mistaken. I'm sure that some okay. horticulturist somewhere can 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 correct me on that. That's that's believable. I I don't know. Maybe it's not. I I I I, I guess I shouldn't I shouldn't have said that because I could be completely wrong. <laughs> but for some reason, it feels. I mean, they say American is apple pie, but I feel like I mean Dutch people are famous for their apple pie. Why is why is apple pie more American than pumpkin pie? That's an excellent question. I know. I don't know. I ask the hard hitting questions. You really do. You really do. I think the most American thing would be like a hot dog pie. (laughs) (laughs) Now that now there's a pie that I'd try. Tuna tuna casserole. (laughs) Hamburger helpers tuna casserole is the most American of pies. All right. Um, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. My bike still annoys Marlene. I have it in the hallway, in the doorway. And um, I, yeah, that's just a fact. I, I don't know. Like, it's not indicative of anything except for the fact that some things never change. <laughs> uh, I still contemplate my life and position in the world much of my time. And now I think I think more about my actual age because I'm approaching 50. And as I mentioned previously, I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing issues that are associated with that age bracket. Like I need glasses, you know, we got, I got a hip problem. I got a hip problem with the glasses. Uh, like I'll be out in town and I'll wave at somebody and Marlene will be like, who do you think that was? Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) <laughs> like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not even gonna say. <laughs> oh man, 
I still get riled up over little things like, uh, like work injustices or, or whatever, like the vac- whole vacation time rant, completely stupid. But I have to say that I'm much more chill about it. Uh, I don't have, uh, detrimental thoughts about other people nearly as much as I used to, though right. I still could use a little bit of anger management and I have talked to people about it and I'm better with it now than I was when I was younger, but I, I, yeah, it's still, you know, it's, it's a, it's a work in progress. I think being angry about that situation was completely justified. And it's, I think it's the just only thing, stupid. it's just stupid. The only thing that was stupid about it was that you gave into it. I, when I, I when I heard that, I was just like, "Oh man!" I mean, but, the but thing the is, it was around the holidays all. anyway. It's like it's not like a terrible, it's not a terrible thing to go and visit your family for the holidays. I, I just I just took issue with being forced, but you know, yeah, whatever. It's it's what's done is done. I understand that this happens all over the all over the place, and I I just I, I just think that the hypocrisy of it and the way that they presented it is just so disingenuous and mm. um. They're just liars. They're not, <laughs> that's what it comes down to. They're liars. And um, I, I did not appreciate that. Another thing, uh, I also posted that I was in Brooklyn hanging out with Andrew and that he was going to come up and, and come to my 30th birthday party. And I don't even remember him being there. But I guess it makes sense that he was because why would I have said it otherwise? I do remember that party and I remember most of the people who were there. I just don't remember him being there. Was that in Boston? Yeah. I miss that too. Yeah, you were you were not around. You were, yeah. <laughs> um, as you previously mentioned, you were in Min- Minneapolis and broke. Yep. Um, well, by then I was not broke. By then I was. Um, and then and then I guess on the last day I posted that uh, the 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 last month of my twenties passed as uneventfully as the my the years of my twenties did, and <laughs> I, I don't I don't know if it was uneventful. I'm, I'm lots of stuff happened. Like your twenties yeah, were clearly not uneventful. I wasted a lot of time and a lot of opportunities, but who, I mean, that, everyone does that. They're like, well, I guess maybe everyone doesn't, but I, I did it <laughs> and a lot of people do it. And yes, um, I still do it and I still fret about it, but like, I mean, who cares really? Well, you do as, yeah, <laughs> that's, <laughs> which is, which comes back to the theme of the thing. It's like, I don't care, but I care. I kind of care. Yeah. I think that's all, I think, you know, I think like that's the most normal thing. It's like, you know, you know, it's a hustle, you know, it's a racket, but you also, that's the only game in town for a lot of people, man. So it's like, I don't know. I, you know, as far as being like in your twenties and, and, and letting opportunities go by, like I definitely am guilty of that. I definitely look back on a lot of that with regret. You know, I wish I'd had different attitudes about people I was doing stuff with other creative people in my communities. I wish I'd said yes to a lot more things. Definitely. A place I was working in Northampton before I moved out here, uh, it was late night and I was standing bar and there's a guy in there by himself, kind of my age. He was talking about music and stuff and he's just like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. We would have done things differently. He's just like, dude, just, you just would have said yes to everything, right? I'm like, yeah, man. Just like (laughs) 20 years, 20 (laughs) through 25, just yes to everything like do everything get jacked about everybody's idea right you know i mean it gets you into some silly situations but like it just makes the 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 possibilities of the world a broader place for you and when you get to be 46 it's not so fucking easy to to like no to start over again doing that stuff finding community having uh having outlets having you know like Mm -hmm. 
you know, people to play in even a stupid band with that had no intentions of doing anything like Indeed. that even is difficult, you know? Uh, so yeah, people should value those opportunities while they're there. Do you hear that young people? I don't know if any young people listen to this, but let that be a lesson to you. Let that. As if, as if an old person <laughs> never told you to, uh, <laughs> to, to cherish your twenties more. <laughs> Breaking news. You know, you're not going to be young forever. <laughs> Here's some uh, hot takes. <laughs> uh, but you know, I, but on the flip side, like it is, like I hope I get to a place where I am creating more opportunities for myself and doing more for myself in like kind of an artistic or a creative sort of way. And I think it's okay to start over sometimes. I think it's okay to like be older and like still think you can be a part of that sort of thing. Like it doesn't, it doesn't go away just like your attitude does. And I don't know. I think like when, when we do do things as older people is like, it's often for better reasons too. Like particularly artistic endeavors. Like, you know, I was playing in bands like, to be cool, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like to myself and other people. And like, and like, I also like good music and like doing the music, but like, it was definitely, you know, wrapped up in a lot more, uh, psychological quirks and ticks, you know, than it, than it would be today. Word up. Word up. All right. I think, um, I think that's it for tonight. Did we do it? Yeah. We did it. Nice. Um, Thanks for joining me again, Ed. My pleasure. Anytime. I'm going to get going. All right. If you got what you need. All right. I'll talk to you later. Talk to you later, brother. Bye. Bye. The countdown is over. Yeah. Um, I thought I'd have more things to say about this, but I guess I was wrong. The conclusion or conclusions in the episode more or less speak for themselves. I'm still looking for recognition. Still talking to Ed. Still worried about money. But I have checked off some of the boxes on 30-year-old Jim's list, even if most of those items are small and insignificant. Thanks for indulging me on this journey into the past. I hope it gets you thinking about where you were back in those days. Or if you're a young person, maybe you should make a list. I totally forgot about this blog, and I only accidentally recovered it while I was looking for something else. And I'm super glad that I found it. It was fun. It made me smile. And I think that you would probably find value if you had a chance to revisit your thoughts and feelings in the distant future. Thanks to Ed. You can find more Ed on previous episodes of Feel Free to Deviate or at boomkas.com. That's B-O-O-M-K-A-A-S.com. If you have any sound needs, get in touch with him and he will hook you up. Again, thank you for listening to the show. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. And I appreciate your time. And there's no obligation, but if you'd like to spend more of your energy on me and my projects, there's a donate page on feelfreetodeviate.com. It's feelfreetodeviate.com slash feelfreetodonate. You may prefer going to buymeacoffee.com slash feelfree. That's just feelfree, no deviations. It's a quick, easy, and painless way to help offset the cost of running the show while simultaneously keeping me, Jim Turbert, caffeinated, which costs more than you might think. You can find engaging, feel-free-to-deviate-related online content at feelfreetodeviate.com or on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok at feelfreetodeviate. I'm going to start posting full episodes on YouTube soon with some sort of video as a background. Is that something that you do? Do you listen to podcasts on YouTube? I, evidently, a lot of people do. I'm not sure how it's going to work, but I'm going to give it a try and, and see how it does. 
coming up in two weeks is i don't know i've invited a bunch of people some of them haven't replied and others say that it would be better to try back in february so i'm gonna sort that out this week that about wraps it all up i'll be back in two weeks until then be excellent to each other (laughs) 